Good afternoon and welcome to the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to slap like, subscribe, whatever it is that they do on these podcasting platforms. Be sure to follow for new episodes almost every day when we have it going. Uh, on our five-day weekly schedule during the regular season and playoffs on Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. On today's episode, we are going to be continuing our series of 2020 NHL Draft first blush impressions from whatever highlights I can scrounge up from YouTube with some occasional expert input from videos from some of my best friends. These are folks who have watched these prospects a lot more, so we'll kind of get a better sense of whether or not some of these guys, my first blush impressions, are actually more spot on with their consistent performances. Over the past couple of episodes, we've covered guys like Noel Gundler, Justin Barron, Ridley Gregg, uh, Jakob Perot, William Wallander, Lucas Reichel, uh, Hendrix Lapierre, Connor Zeri, and Caden Gooley. There are quite a few interesting names, and we are now towards the tail end of the first round according to Sportsnet's rankings. And at the 30th overall pick, they have chosen to elect Ryan O'Rourke from the uh, Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Ryan is sort of a, uh, I think he's an underrated defenseman in some ways, because I think uh, Sportsnet said that he is, at his worst, a simple, hard-to-play-against, great puck-moving defenseman of high character, although their first part said great self-awareness would allow him to adapt. I don't really think that this actually says anything about what he is, and from the footage I've been able to find, I would actually say that he's a pretty active offensive defenseman. He attacks almost incredibly well, and also surprisingly aggressively. He's not afraid to drop below the face-off circles and take a lap around the perimeter of the ice to try and close the gap to the net. He's somebody who often attacks more like a winger than he is a defenseman. His edge work looks solid, if maybe not like the world's most earth-shattering skating talent, but, you know, he's a pretty mobile blue liner, and he also has a pretty nice shot, which I feel like he's gotten to use on several occasions. He's happy to occupy nice shooting lanes, and he won't hesitate to take a hard slap shot on a one-time opportunity if it arises. What tends to get said a lot about Ryan, especially in the early scouting reports, is his leadership and character, which I think, of course, is, is an important part of it. But oftentimes I feel like the rest of his package tends to be a little bit overshadowed by this emphasis on his character. He might be a fantastic guy, and it sounds like, by all accounts, he's a natural leader. But I feel like his presence as a potential top-four NHL blue liner really can't be ignored. Everyone seems to say that his defensive work ethic and positioning are both very good, and it's very clear that he's comfortable leading offensive breakouts and jumping into offensive plays when he's inside the uh, offensive zone. He's definitely not afraid to drop below the hash marks, and while that may leave his backline a little bit uh, a little bit exposed on a potential counter, it seems like he's the kind of guy who would track back aggressively and try to cover his own mistakes. His vision and passing look good, and I just feel like there are a lot of really good foundational tools to be, at worst, a third-pairing defenseman. I think he's got second-pairing potential, and I, I don't know about, like, first-pairing, but certainly a high-end second-pairing guy, you might be able to rely on him. He is pretty good, and I feel like as far as a late first-round safe pick goes, you could do a lot worse than Ryan. I think he's a little more than just a safe pick, but I can see some NHL team thinking that, you know, at worst, he'll be like a number 5 or a number 6 deep. He does have the tools, though, to be more like a number three or a number four, so, you know, I think he'll be a good value pick no matter where he gets taken, and it sounds like he's going to be taken late in the first, if not early in the second. 
On the end of the list, at 31st overall at this end of the first round, we've got Luke Evangelista. Evangelista is a winger who plays for the London Knights, and I have to say that at first blush, Evangelista doesn't jump off the page when you just see some of his basic footage. But when you start digging into how he's creating a lot of his points and what he's doing, he starts to become a much more intriguing prospect. Luke doesn't have a ton of flash in his game, but what he does have is excellent vision and really strong distribution. This guy is a natural playmaker, and I feel like his ability to find his teammates and really kind of have patience on the puck is something that not many prospects his age have. He has this ability to just be very strong, very calm, very stable, and then all of a sudden find a random passing lane across the ice that really doesn't exist there, but he creates it himself, and he finds his teammates almost all the time. His ability to just sort of glide in and get that pass off makes him a rather unique winger that you don't see very often. I feel like the rest of his tools are somewhat limited, so he's definitely a player that would be a more project-oriented prospect if you take him late in the first round or early into the second. He has uh, a really good IQ, though, and I like his, again, his vision and passing are both stellar. I don't see him as like a super prolific high-end goal scorer, but he is capable of getting in front of the net, and he is pretty strong on the puck, so it's not like you're going to be able to lose him off of it. I think that there's a lot of tools there that could develop into something more. And like this year, he saw a massive production increase, which uh, earlier he wasn't producing as much. And his skill sets were kind of a little bit limited, but his growth in this game has apparently been very explosive. And he looks like he might be a late round steal. You don't find many guys uh, that I think play with his level of patience and his IQ. So... I think that he's someone I would really be careful about overlooking because the stuff that he has right now maybe isn't pro level. I think if you give him a few years of time and development, probably staying in the OHL for a good bit before he graduates to like the AHL, I think that you might see some really interesting returns. Again, he is one of those prospects that's going to take a, a significant amount of work just to get his... Some of his tools need to be refined to be more pro ready. I think his release is not particularly strong, and it's not like he's a high-end, high-volume shooter. Luke is somebody who's looking more for, like, a pass-first opportunity, but he's also very good at getting into spaces, and he's not afraid to close the distance to the net and kind of go for greasy goals and rebounds. What's there is good enough that I think you absolutely have to take him if he's available, especially very late in the first or, or earlier into the second round. He's somebody that I would be very, uh, very interested to see what he kind of turns into. I don't know about top six potential, I think that he might be a very highly skilled third liner, but if everything pans out, he could definitely find himself on somebody's second line flank, and I could easily see him helping to quarterback a power play in the future because I feel like his vision, his spatial awareness, and his positioning are all very, very strong. He doesn't yet have the elite tools of some of the most prolific goal scorers, but it's, it's something that he could definitely improve and work on over the next couple of seasons. Speaking of honing tool sets and improving an arsenal, nothing is harder than trying to shop for car parts. Most of us can barely tell what year, make, and model we've got sitting in our garage, and lord knows if we go to into a retail shop, we're going to be sitting behind some counter just waiting for the retail shop attendant to try and find something online that we could have done ourselves. But, of course, knowledge is power, and if you don't have knowledge, it's really hard to find the car parts that you're looking for. That's why the fine folks at rockauto.com have your back. With over 20 years of automotive industry experience and friendly, family-owned business values, rockauto.com has made it easier than ever before to find the car parts you need whenever you need it. 
Whether you're an experienced car nut or somebody brand new to the DIY or hobby or even repair scene, they've got everything you need to quickly find the parts that you need for your specific car. Whether you need a new carpet, tail light, or engine control module, they've got it in stock. And you could save up to 50% off retail in-store pricing when you order from rockauto.com. When you place your order, be sure to use the How Did We Do box and put in the words Locked On to let them know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. For this next part, since the uh, Sportsnet rankings cut off at 31st overall, we are going to move to draftsite.com, which does a mock draft based on, I guess, aggregate ratings um, from all the scouting services to try and give you a look at what the draft might look like. And picking up where we left off, just to add up, some of the picks after this will probably include players that I may have already covered, so we'll skip over those and move to the ones below them. But this next guy is actually a recent joinee to North American hockey, and this is Jan Mishak who just joined the Hamilton Bulldogs, I believe, this season. And this dude is, for me, a fascinating player. He is crafty, 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 and such a high-energy, aggressive, speedy little demon. But he's not exactly an undersized forward, and I think one of the first things that stands out is just how fast and skilled he is. He displays excellent edge work that he's able to essentially pivot and change his balance very quickly, allowing him to cut between defenders with relative ease. He's also got some really filthy hands. I mean, his stick handling and his ability to essentially deke and dangle between defenders to set up his own highlight reel goals is absolutely ridiculous. He's also got very good vision and passing, which allows him just to make very clean uh, outlets and nice setups for his line mates if he needs to. And he was playing, I believe, in the Czech Extra Liga, if that's, what they, if that's how it's pronounced, which is like their top men's division before he moved overseas. When you see his Czech Republic footage, he doesn't look quite as fast, but when he came over to North America, it's like the camera work suddenly just made him look like this dude who just has such an engine. He's able to get up and down the ice very quickly, and he'll use it to do, you know, occasionally track back if he needs to. I think he was used on, like, Hamilton's penalty kill from time to time. All in all, Mishak is a really interesting offensive threat, and I feel like he has a lot of dynamism to his game, which would make him a potential top six forward. I think his release is probably not the greatest because he tends to have to use a lot of deception and quick stick work to try and get uh, better shooting lanes, and it seems like more often than not, what his best ability was is essentially a really speedy release rather than raw power. Getting a dirty little backhand off or cutting in against the goalie and getting some kind of greasy or sneaky goal is probably the more opportune way for him to score. So if he works on his upper body strength and develops his overall physique by bulking out a little bit, I think that he could be a very dangerous winger with the ability to get into the dirtier areas, retrieve the puck, and set up his line mates for good scoring opportunities before trying it himself. While he may not be, you know, as far along as some of the other prospects, I feel like the skills and traits that he already has are very intriguing. This is a guy I could see coming over to the pro leagues and doing really well, especially since he was already pretty good in the Czech Republic. He's got that extra little bit of finesse that I always love in prospects, and it's not finesse that's just wasted. He actively uses it to get into those tight areas that most forwards have trouble penetrating. Combine that with his quick gear and high acceleration, and I feel like you have a very good prospect if you're able to get him sometime in the first two rounds. The next guy on the list at 33rd overall is Jake Neighbors, a left winger from the Edmonton Oil Kings, and he's a little bit harder for me to get a read on just because his game is... I would say it's a little bit unique in the sense that he has a particular style of play, and I'm not sure what it exactly translates to, 
beyond some kind of a forechecking aggressive winger. To give this a little more explanation, what I noticed from the footage that's available of him is that he's a very physical player who goes out wide to the corners, essentially maintains possession of the puck, and is very patient with it. He also shields the puck pretty well, and he looks for his uh, line mates to essentially facilitate offensive cycling and chances towards the net. His vision and passing are both very good, and he's able to sort of glide around the perimeter and set up his line mates and look for those passing lanes that maybe are, are a little bit tight for most players. When he's actually leading breakouts or skating on odd man rushes himself, he's a pretty good skater. I wouldn't say that he has extremely fast pace because he is a bigger dude and he's, he's more physical-oriented winger. But it's not like he's a pylon either. And it's kind of funny because I, I feel like my gut reaction to watching him is that he's almost like a two-way defender. He plays and looks more like a defenseman, like an offensive defender who, who drops in deep into the offensive zone, uh, maintains puck possession, and gets the cycle going. And yet he plays as a wing. So it's just interesting to me to see him um, putting up quite a few points. I can tell that most of them are definitely going to be on the assist side because he's got a pretty decent shot, but he's not looking for that shot all the time. It seems like he's the kind of guy who's more comfortable laying it off to one of his teammates so he can cycle and get into a different position and set up his teammates that way or get closer to the net and try and score a greasy rebound or something. His ceiling is definitely a little more limited compared to some of the other players we've seen. I, I don't think that he's going to be a top six guy, but I think on a third line or something, he could be an effective checking forward and drive possession that way. I would need to see a little bit more development in both his skating stride, his top-end speed, and his shooting ability to kind of get a better sense of whether or not he has higher upside than like third or fourth line. He definitely has a, a bit of a relentless forecheck, and I could imagine him being a terror in his own end and if he needs to, you know, provide defensive support to his blue liners. But beyond that, I don't know about his high-end offensive upside. He's definitely somebody that I'm more curious to track as his career goes on, just to see if he starts to develop a little bit more of an offensive instinct. It's not that it's not there. He just strikes me as more of a complementary winger than somebody who is directly one of the key catalysts. He's certainly strong, and he's not afraid to go into the corners, which is you know already something that's going to be in his favor as a, a forechecking, grinding energy winger. But if he develops his release and kind of adds a few more traits to his already pretty good foundation, I think that you could be looking at a much more interesting prospect. He's ranked all over the board. Um, some have him as high as a late first round, and others kind of see him as more of a mid to late second round pick. I think that somewhere in the middle of the second round, maybe the earlier part of the second round would be fair. Again, he's just kind of a hard prospect to read, and I feel like there's going to be tons of people who really like his style and tons who think that it doesn't have enough elegance to be a high-end pro-level player. While drafting prospects is always an uncertain gambit, I have to say that one thing that is definitely a lot more certain and a lot more favorable is the built bar. You've probably taken a few risky bets when you're trying to pick a protein bar because, let's face it, most of them are boring, dry, and kind of suck. I know we've all been there hunting through the, uh, the <laughs> grocery store aisles looking for a protein bar that doesn't taste like somebody's cigarette ash. Built Bar is one of the first ones that tastes like a candy bar, with a soft, chewy interior and a variety of flavors to suit every palate. If you've got nut allergens, they've got your back, including around eight nut-free flavors, so anyone with an allergen is going to be covered under Built Bar's wonderful, wonderful line of products. They taste great, and if you're looking for a personal recommendation, I have to say that the raspberry dark chocolate and the mint chocolate are both excellent. 
but are also great for you, with many of them clocking in at under 150 calories, less than 5 grams of fat, and around 20% or 30% of your daily protein intake. If you're heading over to their website, be sure to check out their sampler box, which will give you around 10 or so different flavors to sample. And when you get to the checkout, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. I had to skip a couple of spots in this um, early part of the second round just because a couple of these players we've either covered already or there's almost no footage on them. Uh, The next two were Jan Kuznetsov and William Wallander. Kuznetsov, I couldn't find anything on him beyond some scouting reports, and I'd prefer to have a little bit more footage to give, like, my own first blush impressions. The next guy, William Wallander, I believe we covered last episode or the previous episode, so we're not going to go over it again. Um... Up next is at 36th overall, Martin Chromiak, a winger from Kingston. Chromiak's a curious one just because when you look at his package, he is a little bit deficient in speed as far as skating goes, but he's a very smooth, strong skater. So he's got good lateral motion. I feel like he's pretty strong on the puck, and where he really makes up for maybe a a high-end gear is incredible stick handling and puck control. His mastery of his hand-eye coordination makes him a constant threat whether he's passing it off to his line mates, trying to pull off some crazy deke from a very tight angle, or maintaining control of the puck even if he's below the goal line to try and make something happen. His release might not be the strongest in the world, but I feel like his hand-eye coordination and his skill at getting in between defenders, as well as his ability to protect the puck and set up his teammates or go for a shot himself, makes him a more interesting offensive threat than he otherwise might be. It's kind of hard to tell where exactly his skill sets are going to fall just because his development track is definitely going to have to work on his speed and pace. He does have good offensive IQ and I feel like his edge work is something that could be improved. Um, Even though it's like he's a very smooth, strong skater again, he just needs a little more speed to get that separation distance, uh, especially at the pro level because the kinds of defenders and stuff that he'll come up against are going to be able to mark him a lot easier. He is definitely somebody who is always in the right places and likes to get into positions that cause chaos for opposing defensive units. If he can refine his skills a bit and develop a bit more physically so that he has a bit more explosiveness, I could see Chromiak being a solid middle six attacker. The last guy on the list that we're going to talk about tonight is at 37th overall, and this is Brendan Brisson. And if he falls to 37th, I think that that is way too low for him. I think that this guy should be at least at the end of the first round, possibly early second round, earlier than he's going to be taken in this mock draft. Brisson is kind of an interesting prospect because he has a lot of offensive tools that make him an absolute threat below the face-off circles or to the side of the nets. Uh, He's got really good vision and distribution, and his passing is able to essentially thread the needle on a routine basis. What I think is most surprising, though, is just how fast his release is. He's definitely not a big kid with a lot of upper body strength, but his shot, when he's able to one-time it from around the face-off circle or a little bit below, is just absolutely lethal, especially on something like the power play. I feel like this dude has that greasy goal ability where he just seems to find a little bit of space and a bit of a gap where he can just get a nice empty net to shoot at. What's very impressive is definitely his accuracy, though, because he's able to get these one-timers off with precision and essentially get it right between the goalie's, you know, either his left blocker or his his lower pad and squeeze it right between the posts. Very good skater, too. I would say, like, not really uh, the world's fastest skater because his acceleration is solid. His top-end speed is pretty solid. If he adds a little bit more of a step, I feel like he's just going to be unbelievable and very hard to contain. 
because he's already got that that ability to essentially blow by defenders if he can get that first step early. Really, though, what you're looking for him is somebody who's just a dynamic playmaker and attacker inside the offensive zone, and somebody who's able to create from all sorts of angles. He doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to grind a lot along the walls and in the corners, which is something that other folks who have scouted him have noted. But in this case, I'm not sure that that's necessarily a particular downside. It just means that stylistically, he's somebody who's more interested in facilitating play through sharp passing and uh, a really interesting approach to shooting. I know that some have said his shot isn't as strong as it could be for the pro level, but man, every time he, he released one, I mean, it was just blowing by goalies with relative ease. Now, this is probably not going to be the case when he goes to a higher level of hockey, because again, defensive marking will be better, goaltending will be better, but just at the USHL level that he was playing at, and in some of, I guess, the U18 uh, World Junior Circuits, yeah, man, he, he was lighting it up pretty easily. I'd like to see a little bit more development from him and see what he can become because there's there's definitely top six upside there. And if he falls to 37th, somebody is going to get an absolute steal. Thanks, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode with some early 2020 NHL prospects. We'll continue some of our draft coverage over this coming week and probably beyond because we're starting to get towards the uh, the start of the NHL's return and eventually the NHL draft. I hope you folks have enjoyed this series. Before you uh, before you hop off, be sure to check out our Locked On NHL National Podcast, hosted by Sarah Avampado. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!